Welcome to Brains, Bibles, and Beyond, where we discuss theology and worldview apologetics. I'm Nate Day with Think Like Christ Ministries, and I'm here with our resident theologian, Joel Willoughby, with Brains and Bibles. If you would like more information about our ministries, check out our websites, brainsandbibles.com and thinklikechrist.org. And on whatever platform you are using, please like, share, subscribe, do whatever else you know you should do to help us out. If you have any questions, send them to podcast at thinklikechrist.org. And all you budding theologians out there, go grab your favorite theological coffee receptacle and enjoy this episode. This is a special edition of Brains, Bibles, and Beyond. Oh, yeah. Today we're going to be discussing the Christmas star, or also known as the Bethlehem star. I now, prefer the star of Bethlehem. Yeah. Or as Joel would say, the star of Bethlehem, or he'll yeah. have several names for the star of Bethlehem today. There you go. Anyway, we're going to discuss this topic, and was this really a star? Did it really exist? Is what the Bible says about the star true, and is it even possible to be true? Mm. So first, we're just going to start reading through um, Matthew chapter 2. Yes. And uh, Joel will interrupt me probably very soon to clarify some things, and then we will, <laughs> we will start our discussion on this topic. So, uh, Matthew chapter 2. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. So first you have these wise men. And, you got one verse, man. Yeah, I know, I know. All but right. but you know, this is I think is a very uh, important. a key part in this whole yeah. thing. There were wise um, men. They're obviously major players. We need to set the facts, right? There were yeah, wise men, facts. there was Herod. Jesus yeah. was born. See, it's this not just saying around. these guys built their house on the rock, right? This was <laughs> this something yes. different. They did not build on the sand. <laughs> these are the the magi or however you want to say that, the Greek there. Um, you know, kind of gets into our word like magician. I don't know Greek. That's why I got you here. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah this is a, these are, you know, you, it could be translated magicians. Um, yes. I, I wouldn't take that view. No. Uh, but this is the same word that could be used for a lot of different things. I, I think of even going way back into like the royal courts. And this could be like the counselor. This could be the scientist. Uh, this could be like the enchanter. Right, the the one that would like if Pharaoh had his magicians yeah, kind of yeah. thing, sure. uh, it could be something like that. Uh, it could be more of like you know when I said scientists, uh, it could be something like an astronomer or even dabbling into the astrology, which is more religious. Mm -hmm. um, and it could be some sort of a spiritual element there. Uh, it could be so many different things, but these are basically people that would be in the royal court, yeah, somewhere, and offering advice somehow to some extent. Yeah, so basically all we know so far is that they were wise men and they were from the east, um, east of Jerusalem. We don't know what the east specifically right. means, but we do know that they were from the east. We have a little bit of a time stamp, the days of Herod. Yeah. Okay, so there's there's that. You have your time stamp, you have a geography in Bethlehem of Judea. Yeah. Okay, and then you have these wise men and they're coming from the east. Yeah. Uh, so that could be a lot of places. Yeah. The east of Israel, you know, um, what what all's out there? There's a lot of things. You know, Middle East. You think of Middle East today, right? That's yep, thing. Yep. Well, let's we'll, we'll get we'll get into that all later. Right. But. Saying, "Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? For we have seen his star 
in the east and have come to worship him. So, you know, you have like several points of information right there. Yes. Um, so he, the, right away, they're not, the, all the questions they could ask. They yeah. just said, where is he? So there's no question yeah. that he's there. So to them, it should have been obvious. Hey, the king has been born. Where is he? Yeah, obviously. Right? We've seen his star, <laughs> which means they recognized some sign in the heavens yes. that said, hey, there's going to be a king born in Israel, and a star will announce his birth, basically, right? Yep, yep. So somewhere along the way, mm -hmm. they, they caught that in Scripture. They've seen it, which means they, they have read Scripture. <laughs> they have a Bible. Right. At least their well, their Old Testament version of the Bible. They had some scrolls, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. that. They didn't have this Bible, yeah, but absolutely. they right. but they had they had some scrolls they that made reference to to the King of Israel being born in a star announcing his birth. So when they see the yeah. star, they said, "Hey, let's go find him." And when they got there, they're asking, "Where's the king?" These guys would have had some wealth and some power, so they would have they wouldn't have not possibly, had a problem. Possibly that doesn't it doesn't actually say that. Well, you look at their gifts, and you can guess there's some wealth there. But how big was the gold? It doesn't um, actually say. Still gold. Yeah. Frankincense. And myrrh. That stuff is expensive. It is. Yeah. Was it expensive then, too? I have uh, no idea. There's inflation, right? <clears throat> there's inflation there, but... Uh, Either way, yeah. I mean, most likely, we, we assume they had, had some wealth. My assumption, but these guys come from the royal court. Yeah. And that's why I'd say they have wealth and power. And so that's so all I'm saying with that is so so we're thinking like like Daniel, somebody in the in the court, something like that in that something sort like of that. area. Okay. Actually, when it comes to that point in a little while, Daniel, very important, very important. Yes. Okay. Um, Moving yeah. on. When Herod the king heard this, well, just real quick, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem <laughs> with him, because it was. I just want to point out that it says his star. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, that's just a very specific thing that they say very dogmatically. Yeah. Like, this is a fact. Yeah. That everyone we should saw, know. We saw a star. And this is also a time when people would be sleeping on their roofs, or at least they wouldn't have all the light pollution. And when they look up in the night, they see all the stars. Yeah. People were very familiar with the night sky. Yeah. I think it's a very important observation first. But not everybody saw his star. Well, or at least recognized. We don't know that. We don't least, know that yet. Or, or at least recognized it, right? <laughs> right, right. They wouldn't. They may have seen it, but they may not have recognized it for what it was. Absolutely, because I, I think and we, and we don't know that. Yeah. But yeah, UFOs. Um, yeah, and, and notice, notice though, in verse two as well, he says. So was this a UFO? This well, if it was moving in the sky, and it was unidentified, then technically, technically, you could call it a UFO. Uh, don't, don't be crazy know. on me, people. I don't know about that, but yeah. Okay. In verse 2, very specifically, they came to worship him. Yeah. So so this was not simply just, hey, we heard there's a new king in town. This they is, knew this, this is, king was special. Yes. This is a spiritual thing. Yeah. Um, they came most likely from a far, far distance, I would say. A little ways. How far? That's up for debate. But East. Okay, go, I'm sorry. Go back to verse 3. All right, when Herod the king heard this, mm. he was troubled. And you would think, I mean, that would be normal. If I was king and someone said, hey, where's the king? Yeah, yeah. I'm right here, guys. That's a problem. All right, especially if I didn't know what my Bible said, <laughs> which he didn't. And all yeah. Jerusalem with him. Now, why were they troubled? I'm not sure. But all Jerusalem was also troubled. Mm. Now, would, they, would this trouble have been because, hey, we got peace with Rome right now. We don't need any new kings. Or... 
Or they just love Herod so much, which I can't imagine that. Well, you know that. that why? Why was all of Jerusalem also troubled? I, I think. I think with that, you know, first or off, just referring to like just his court and the people he's. No, I think it was the whole city. Okay, I think it was the whole city. And I, so I think news traveled fast. Sure. <clears throat> These guys would have, I think, attracted some attention. So everyone's wondering why are they here, and they they go straight to the king. What's going on? Um, they probably were saying, "Hey, show me the king." They're like, "Well, he's over here." They see him. They go, uh, "No, where's the king that was born?" The star didn't show up that long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the king that was the real guy. Yeah, you know. And can you imagine the boldness of talking to the king, saying, "Where's the king?" Sure. That's that's gutsy. I guess you doing it within the Roman Empire, even. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, that's, right. Where there's where there's also an emperor. Yeah, that's that's gutsy. Yeah, yeah. And so with Jerusalem being troubled, you know, I want to point that out too because. There was strong repercussions to those that would deny the uh, the Roman king Caesar, you know, and, and their and their authorities. Mm-hmm. And so here you're saying, no, I don't care about what Rome has placed as an authority. Where's the real king? Where's the real king? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that is significant. And so what that could mean, it could have just been troubled as in like, hey, this is a disturbance going on. What's, yeah. what's happening here? It could just be that they're really that, but... enthusiastic about it. Yeah, because it's like, wait, wait, wait. The Messiah. It's just, yeah. You know, there could have been a little bit of that. Is this the Messiah? What are these guys talking about? We don't know for sure. It doesn't specifically right, right. say that. Um, it, it obviously caused a disturbance of some kind. Um, just looking at the facts, you know, that's that's what we want to talk about. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Now there he uses the word Messiah. The Messiah. Yes. This is the Christ. Well, same thing. Okay. Uh, Greek Greek Hebrew difference. Okay. Isn't Christ being the anointed one, right? They, yes. Th- so yes. he he recognizes them. These guys must be talking about the Messiah guy that I've heard is supposed to be coming. Yeah. So he goes and gets all the guys who actually know what's in the Bible. Yeah. And he's like, hey, <laughs> right. these guys say the Messiah is here. Where was he supposed to be born at? Because he's there. He just wants to help. He just wants to help the wise men out, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. He's such a nice I, you know, guy. I think in fact he says. Um, I think we're going to read it here in a little bit. Um, I, hey, I want to come worship him too when you find him. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, man, he's such a good guy. You can always trust the government, can't you? Herod, that fox. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, really interesting stuff there. So he says the Christ, which is the same thing as the Messiah, and that's the Anointed One or the Chosen One, and very specifically is tied to the idea of king. So David was even the anointed one. Sure. Uh, he talked about Saul being the anointed one. Same word, Messiah. Okay. okay, same word. So very but very much now it is the prophetic. The first yes. one to mention, you know who the first one to mention Messiah was? Like in a prophetic sense. Who? Daniel. Really? In chapter nine. I don't think I knew that. The seventy weeks prophecy at the end of chapter nine. First one. Uh, before that? Jesus was always prophesied as the offspring. Okay. It was the offspring that was coming. And then with hmm. 70 weeks, it was the Messiah. I've never looked into this. It's really cool stuff. Hmm. Yeah, Actually, we're going to dig into that 70 weeks sometime, too. But. Yeah, 70 weeks, that's pretty interesting stuff. Oh, boy. That can okay. open up a whole can of worms, too, depending <laughs> on who you are. I love worms. I, I, <laughs> I don't like worms. but <laughs> Verse 5. All right, verse 5. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea... For thus it is written by the prophet. So these guys tell Herod right away, well, he's yeah. supposed to be in Bethlehem. This is what the prophet says. They right? quote Micah 5 too. 
Yep. And this is what they say. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler, ruler capitalized, <laughs> who will shepherd my people Israel. Yeah, that's... Uh, you talk about being very specific yeah. about what they mean. Yeah. Um, and they're like, they're like, well, let me clarify <laughs> yeah. what's going on. This is the prophesied king. The one that will rule all of y'all. Yeah. You know? This isn't just yeah. a king. This is the king. And specifically to shepherd my people. Mm-hmm. So even even uh, denoting the style of rule. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. Uh, so then, <laughs> Herod that fox, <laughs> he, he reacts to this, right? Verse 7. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. So it was a specific time the star appeared, and he, he calls the wise men to him, and he's like, okay, so tell me, tell me more about this star. Right, when right. show up? Because he's trying to determine how old, how old this Christ would be, right? I mean, he's trying to figure out how old, when, it, when this thing first appeared, when was mm-hmm. this guy born? We know it's in Bethlehem, how long ago? Because he wants to go worship him, right? So, so you know, Herod doesn't deny any of their claims. No, he, he knows the Messiah is coming. Or at he, least, he at least is familiar of this. With the story. Yeah, yeah. The lot, lots yeah. of people know that the Messiah was supposed to come. They don't mean they believe in him. Right. So. Right. It, it's like it's like people that don't trust in Christ that talk to me about what the Bible says about future events. Yeah. You know, because they've studied it. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I think that's how it is. Interesting interested in a faith are two different things. So you notice that he didn't know anything about this himself. He had to ask them. Yeah. That's an interesting thing about this star. Yeah, because otherwise I think it would mention something different, like he confirmed with his wise men. <laughs> but, but he didn't. He he went and got his scribes and said, okay, what's these guys talking about? All right. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. What a yeah. great guy. I mean, this guy, yeah. he's the king, and he's like, you know what? A greater king has come. I want to go worship him too. We just let me know when he, where he's right. at, and I can, you know, I can come down there too. I want to. I mean, I got to give my allegiance to him as well. Herod, that fox, <laughs> yeah. right? He's sly. Um, okay, so that's you know, obviously, obviously he's evil here, and he's wanting to kill this guy so that he can that remain king. Say that. You're right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm totally wrong. <laughs> Maybe we should keep going. We might hear more. Yeah, I'm, I'm just getting too excited. Well, yeah, so you got to read some more then. Okay. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Okay, so several points here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So remember, focusing on the star of Bethlehem, we're trying to figure this thing out. And it says, they went on their way, and behold... The star that they had seen before, so, mm-hmm. it, so they saw it, they went for it. Well, apparently they lost sight of it. One, some way, shape, or form, they lost sight of it, and then they go, "Oh, look, it's that same star." So it's definitely whatever it is, recognizable. It stands out. Yeah. So it led them to Jerusalem. Of course, mm-hmm. did it? It doesn't really say it led them to Jerusalem. They they saw the star and they knew, hey, the king's supposed to be born, and and. Right, in, right. In Israel, so let's go there. Yes. So they went to Jerusalem. Well, Bethlehem because, specifically, right? They knew that part. 
Because they well, quoted they went Micah right, 5 they went, too. They went right to, they didn't quote Micah 5 too. The Harris guys quoted Micah 5 too. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go to Jerusalem, to the capital, yeah, right. where the king should be. Yes. Hey, where's the king? The king's born. We saw a star. And that's when they, they would and say, they, yeah. And then Herod goes, well, hey, I think he's in Bethlehem. Let me know if you find him. <laughs> <laughs> and so they walk out of the palace to go to Bethlehem. Star shows up again. Yeah. Now, we don't know specifically if they couldn't see the star anymore while they're in Jerusalem. Well. But we do know that they recognize the star as his star, which led them to Israel. Okay. It didn't say it led them to Israel. It says that because of the star, they knew it was the king was born in Israel, so let's go there. We don't know if they followed the star all the way or not. It doesn't actually say that. Yeah, there was definitely something they knew. But after they, leave, the after they leave the palace in Jerusalem, we know specifically that the star then led them to where yeah. Jesus was. So here, though, what's really cool uh, in verse 9, it says, It rose... It went before them, so it's moving. Mm -hmm. So it it appeared, it rose, it moved, and it stopped. It yeah. rested. Yeah. Okay. So it had something to follow. Like, that's hey, unusual. Let's go follow that star over there. All right, hey, there's that star. It's over there. <laughs> let's go that way. Yeah, I gotta say, every time I look up in the night sky, I've never noticed something that would appear, rise, move, and stop over something. No, not next. No. I, I can't think of anything. You know, because like stars do move. Like you know, you have your planets; they move. Of course, everything moves from west to east, not from east to west, um, except for maybe comets or something like that. Um, There's not... a lot of weird stuff out there. We, we're on a moving platform, yes. so that's how you have like retrograde motion and stuff. So that's sometimes yeah. the moving and the stop, the moving again. Yeah. But I don't think that's what this was. No, and it, like, rested upon a house. Like, I've looked outside yeah. the night sky and seen all kinds of stars. I can't tell you specifically which house is over. Yeah. So it was something very obviously recognizable to right, them, right. at least, that clearly went and stood over something, and yeah. like, hey, wow, there's a star again. Let's, let's go there. And they went right to the house, right? You think about our closest star. We call it the sun. The sun, yeah. You know, you think with that It rests close, over everything. Right, right. It's, it's like, you know, what's it pointing at? What's it resting over? The entire planet. Yeah. You know? so this is something specific that they could tell was clearly identifying a location. Uh, so anyway, when, when they hear, yeah, verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced Ooh. with exceeding great joy. Um, so that, that kind of, to your point that, hey, this may have disappeared for a while and then yeah. reappeared. Mm -hmm. We don't know that specifically, but it, you know, it kind of it kind of seems that way, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, that, I think that's a legitimate thing. If nothing else, they were still excited to see it again. You know, yep, yep. if you had been following it for you know however many months and then you still saw, you'd still be happy, right? Right. You know, or maybe they were excited because it, they seen it moving and stopping over something. Like, hey, it must be leading us again. They could have, you know. Mm -hmm. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Pretty awesome stuff there. I, I love how they just immediately fell and worshipped him. Yeah. Now, the... Not even a hello. It, it Just right down to business, these guys. You know, at least what's recorded. Yeah, and, I'm sure uh, there really was a hello of some kind. There but... might have been something of a shalom. <laughs> I don't know. It's the, the picture you get is 
hey, it's above the house. Let's go in there. They open the door. They walk in, found a baby, and they just start worshiping him. And there would have been, you know, probably a, a few folks around. And um, we're actually going to have another little thing about where Jesus was born. So I don't want to say too much on this. Yeah. I'll, I'll cut that off there. But cut that off there. I'd say probably a few people around. And, You're um, just, like, stomping on traditions. you got to say something, you know. Anyways, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, that's going to be awesome. So they come right, they say, hey, where's the king? Yeah. The king. Yeah. And then they find this guy, a baby, or at least infant, you know, yeah. definitely infant uh, of some A kind. young child, it says, young child. Yeah. There's He's a youngster. They had different words than we had, so <laughs> it, there's, a, there's a little bit of a range there, but... Oh, um, they didn't write in New King James? <laughs> they wrote in Greek? <laughs> it's an interesting thing. Yes. <clears throat> so they just worship them right there. Um, so not just saying, hey, we, we want to be friends with the, the new king, powerful ally. This was someone they're saying. They no, worshiped no. and left. Yeah, this is They this didn't is like God. stick around and ask for anything. They just they worshiped him, and then they left. And of course, there are three, there are three <laughs> gifts recognizing that he would be a king. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that he would die and, and be risen. I, I think that's all represented in the three gifts. Yeah, yep, the three gifts. Um, and so that, that's a really powerful thing there. Um, and, and so th th these guys, you know, the big question I have is, is how do they figure all this stuff out? I think it's the first thing I'd like to kind of just touch on just a moment. Yeah. Um, and, and so these, these guys, I think they were more of scientists. I think they're in the royal court. I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw something out there. I might be wrong. But I think back to Daniel and uh, the wonderful legacy that he left over there. And he even stayed through the Persian Empire when Persia took over, yep. the Medes and the Persians and all that stuff. And um, he didn't have, everyone else left, he stayed. Uh, he was getting pretty old by then, though, too. He was old. He was old. But it was a long walk when you're like 90. <laughs> at that point, he could have been carried, you know. Because he would have been, we don't know specifically, because we don't know how old he exactly was. I know tradition, a lot of people say 17, but we don't know exactly. Like but, when he first came over, yeah, but we know he was there for seventy years, so he would have yes. been an yes. old, an old gentleman, probably well, around ninety, give or take. Yeah, the whole seventy-year captivity. Yeah, and then he stayed beyond that. Yes. So you know, we're not really sure. Uh, it's an interesting thing, but so I. So think there's a reason that, he probably didn't walk back. He could have been old. <laughs> he could have just been old. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I can't make it, guys. <laughs> that he would, I lived my life. I'm fine. I, I was there once. Didn't end well. I'm just gonna stick around here. Could have been like that. Yeah. Well, anyways, I think that he left a legacy of understanding of God. Yeah. And I think he taught that. You see that clearly through the book of Daniel that he was very bold. Like he was put in charge of the wise men, right? Yes, he was. At a, at a young age. Yep. And so because of that, yeah, he would mm -hmm. have taught many, many people. Now they may not all listen, obviously. Right. Um, well, that's not always over, over his lifetime. But yeah. there legitimately could have been a lot of students of his. Or at least people yep. who would have been familiar with the scripture. Clearly, these guys were familiar with the scripture because they they knew that a ruler was going to be born in Israel, well, yeah, and exactly. that he would have a star um, that they should go worship. Because I mean, this was something that that we're all looking forward to, and they recognized it for whatever reason when yeah. no one else did. Well, we know that. Well, I shouldn't say no one else did. We don't know that, but we know that they did. We know that Daniel had scripture while he was there. Yes. In Daniel chapter nine, verse two. Is he, he's talking about how he was, you know, reading the scriptures that day. He says, I, Daniel, perceived in the books, so inspired scripture, mm -hmm. the books, uh, the number of years that according to the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet, so he was reading specifically in Jeremiah, 
uh, must pass before the end of the desolations of Jerusalem, namely 70 years. And so yeah. the end of the captivity and all that. So, so you know Daniel had, had the Bible. He had the Bible. And then or at least for them this to, is portion of the Bible that was written by then. Yeah, and but I think that with his legacy, um, if there was actually people that were believers mm-hmm. and actively, you know, really, really followers of Christ or of God, um, then they would have been pursuing Scripture as it was developed. Yes. Um, they would have had the funds, being in the great Persian Empire, to because it would be expensive, you know, but they would have the funds to go have copies made and bring them over. Um, and so whatever they would have had then. But you, you go back to the Torah. For certain, Daniel had the Torah. Uh, yeah. No, no question. First five books of the Bible no, for no, us. No, no doubt. And, um, and so in Numbers 24, 17... Uh, this is Balaam. Yeah. The the this a weird account there. The man who tried to curse Israel several and times couldn't several times and God would not allow. Him. And, so and instead God instead God put blessings into his mouth. So every time he spoke, anyway, yeah. What's it say? And that's a you know that'd be another thing. I'd love to go into Balaam sometime. Balaam was a real prophet, right? Yeah, he was legitimate. Kind of a, kind of a, he was legitimate. God spoke yeah. to him and he spoke back. God also spoke that's, not good things about him too. That's right. He's mentioned. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. But he did really prophesy. He did. He did really prophesy. And he's he's one of the the worst people in the whole Bible. <laughs> and the, yeah, interesting. So well, Numbers twenty four seventeen is recording that, and so this is a part of the blessing that he has to speak. God yeah. makes him speak this blessing, and so he says, "I see him, but not now. I behold him." But not near. And so who is this? Where is this? All of that. He says, I behold, uh, sorry, a star shall come out of Jacob, you know, Israel. Mm-hmm. And a scepter shall rise out of Israel. It shall crush the forehead of Moab and break down all the sons of Sheth. And it goes on, right? Yeah. So you have this star rising, a scepter, so it's his king. And so I think they would have read that and recognized that, hey, there's supposed to be the star that rises yeah. when this final king is born. Yeah, they recognize this to be the king, which, you know, Micah, they've recognized that to be the king. And so they put everything together. And Now, I'm putting that together, but I do want to make an important note that the gospel writers do not put that together. You do not True. see them referencing Numbers 2417. Nope. So with that, I do want to say I want to be careful. Um, so I, I, what I'm saying is not necessarily this is exactly what it's saying, the Star of Bethlehem, but I would say that I could see the wise men easily looking into that verse and saying, aha, there's a star that makes sense, yep. you know, because where else star would it be, Jacob. you know, that there would have to be, unless God gave them a dream or something, you know, which is possible, totally possible because I mean, clearly God's speaking to them in dreams. Oh yeah. Um, because they had one, yeah. <laughs> they had one in this account. Uh, you know, Joseph right. has a couple. There's um, several dreams in, in in the first couple chapters here. First two chapters, five dreams. Five dreams. That's amazing. You know, I, I did a little counting uh, earlier. It was, it was really cool. Anyways, um, yeah, then we have Micah 5.2 that the, you know, Israelite people are saying, hey, this is this is exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. So they didn't have any struggle connecting the dots there either. Yeah. When so they said the something. star, the king, everyone's like, oh, yeah, we know yeah. who that. We know who yeah. that's supposed to be. So clearly... They weren't the only ones who knew what those those verses meant. Absolutely, um, they just had to find them. So, well, let's get down to the subject material here. Yes. And so, was it a real star? Let's identify this. Was it okay. a star? What was it? Um, yeah, yeah. I I want to just give you my conclusion, but I got to walk you through it a little bit. Walk me through it <laughs> a little bit. 
We're, we're uh, a little bit. We're already over time. So this, oh yeah. my goodness. Okay. Yeah, three well, minutes. Three minutes. I, I did get. I did get this uh, some information from an old DVD. It's called The Star of Bethlehem. It's from back in October 2012. Uh, it's a lawyer, Rick Larson. He puts this stuff together. Okay. Uh, so I, I appreciate him. I disagree with his conclusions, but I appreciate him. Uh, and so he came up with these nine clues to the star's identity. And I think largely, if not all of them, are from that Matthew 2, 1 through 12 passage. And so he says, hey, here's, here's nine clues. Um, he says <clears throat> there was a birth. There was a kingship. Uh, it's something the Jews should have known. Um, it's it's knowing that the star was rising in the east. It appeared at an exact time. Herod didn't know when it appeared. It endured over a considerable period of time. It went ahead of them as they traveled from Jerusalem to Bethlehem, and the star stopped. Okay, so those are the nine clues that he he mentions. We mentioned that we think it looks like that it appeared, possibly disappeared, and then reappeared. It definitely moved and it definitely stopped. Yeah. This is something that they could follow. Herod didn't know anything about it. Um, there's a lot of interesting things here. So I would say, first off, in that language, in that culture, that word star um, only means something shiny in the sky. Yeah. That's all it is. And so that's, that's just, what stars weird are. for us. Something shiny in the sky. <laughs> right, right. right. But, like, for them, um, they would even call it a comet. They yeah. would call it a star. Or a planet. Or or a planet, yeah. yes. Um, and they would even, like, so, like, in Revelation. Which those things would move in the sky, too. So They would. They're possible explanations. Yeah. There's all sorts of things that mm -hmm. maybe could be if you looked at just a few things. Yeah. You take everything together, it, it can't just be an astronomical sign. It can't be. Because it would have rested over the house that that one right there alone that's that's the part that really yeah i can't i can't because there there you know there's lots of discussion on on alignments of planets as a possibility yeah. um and there were alignments of planets in that time frame you know um near near the time that you know depending on your math you around could, you, there you could you could be around there right um and so a lot of people think well hey that's that's possible you know yeah. that that's a view and it's not necessarily a wrong view because we don't know specifically, but yeah. Um, now I would say Jesus was born six BC, but that's another. That that's another thing. That's another thing. But so anyway, there were there were some alignments of planets that happened around, you know, give or take five ten years of that time. Yeah. So that that's always possible. That's one of the things that come up, and and planets can appear uh, can appear to move backwards depending on the rotation of the Earth and right. in reference to. Um, our orbit around the sun and the other planets orbit around the sun. So it could have been an alignment of like what Jupiter and Saturn is not the one. The, the convergence. The, yeah. Yeah. The convergence. Yeah. And, and those could have appeared to even move backwards, which it would have from West to East mm -hmm. uh, for their case to follow it. Uh, that lines up a lot. So, so the, it's not a terrible view. Right. That's, that's the point I'm making. It's like, like terrible. that makes sense. It's a possibility. Yeah. And we don't know specifically. But I think there's a better option for, right. the, for it. So, because it couldn't it couldn't guide them to an exact house. And that would be really it. tough. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's really like it guided them to Jerusalem, and then oh, we come out of the palace, and now it goes over here and sits on top of a house. And that's planets don't do that. Yeah, and I would say that it never does explicitly say in the Old Testament that there would be an astronomical sign for Christ's birth. And and this would have had to have been something. Out of the ordinary. Remember, there's already um, guys that are studying the stars, yeah. and this would have just been that would have they would have expected it, been watching it, and would known. 
this was something different that we didn't expect. Yeah. I mean, everyone's looking at the nice guy. And no one was talking about it until the wise men said, hey, we're following the star. Yeah. <laughs> then everyone's like, what? What star? <laughs> the star. That, that would have, should have been obvious. His star. <laughs> yeah, his star. You know, how come these outsiders yeah. knew exactly, you know, what they're looking for? Um, so, yeah, really interesting stuff. Herod couldn't find it. He needed the wise men to show him where it was mm -hmm. in his house. Okay. So then I'd say, yeah, this was definitely a supernatural light that guided these magi, however many there were. And uh, we all that sort of stuff. We don't, we don't know number. about that. We don't know how big their group was. We don't yep. know the number. A lot of things we don't know. Um, I, I'd say it's, it reminds me of when um, Israel is wandering in the wilderness. They're guided by that uh, cloud by uh, day, the pillar of fire by night kind of thing. Supernatural guiding light. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so really I think it's what all Star Bethlehem is. Some kind of a light that guided them. That was recognized to not be a, a normal star that was always there. Definitely. I've even heard that. I've even heard people t say like a, a supernova went off, and but once again, those don't move in and sit over houses. There's lots. You yeah. know, so there's lots of suggestions, but they don't all fit. Yes. So I think yeah, if you take all the evidence, even just what's in Matthew two there, I, I think all those normal astronomical things, you, you have to rule them out one by one. Yeah, and we don't know how bright it was. We don't know if it was dim or bright. Hmm. You know, we don't know. Right. But it was something that. They said that, that doesn't belong there. That's new. You know, I started to say something else before, and just a, a quick reference to the idea of stars being something shining in the sky. Mm -hmm. You look at the book of Revelation, it talks about a third of the stars coming down to earth. Yeah. This is one of those times where a lot of people say, well, obviously this is figurative. This is a big metaphor. Um, they might even say, well, this is, you know, angels, because angels can be all stars, you know. Uh, but I, I think, you know, if it's just something shining in the sky, uh, today, it'd make a lot of sense even that they could be like satellites, you know, falling down. You know, things are breaking up, you know, whatever. It's just something, meteor shower. It could be a number of things. But I'm just saying that you can take that literally still, but you just have to understand that it doesn't mean like the sun. <laughs> you know, if a third of all the stars in the universe came, yeah, that would not make sense. Yeah. It'd have to be something else. Yes. Yeah. You can't have a burning ball of gas coming down to the earth in the magic go, let's follow it and not just melt along with everything else. You know? <laughs> yes. It wouldn't work out. No. So Well, awesome. awesome. Solve another mystery.